Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos, talking about the Orioles, talking about the playoffs. Everybody and their stepmom is talking about the Orioles on Twitter, Barstool, Pat McAfee Show, DraftKings, ESPN, MLB Network. I mean, a random game like the Cardinals and the Cubs, the announcers will just randomly be like, man, how about those Orioles, huh? It's crazy. And one of the things I've noticed lately is these fans, the teams, the reporters, like they're getting pissed off that the Orioles are actually playing good baseball and they can't beat them. They expect the Orioles to be, you know, the shitty baseball team that they should run over 15 to nothing every time they play, and they're not. Everyone can eat shit! And it just seems like they're all getting frustrated. I mean, look at Pete Fairbanks, that douchebag on Saturday, trying to act like this intimidating team. It's soft as shit. Get the hell out of here, Rays. Chirinos, of course, called a timeout. Be, be mad at the umps. The umps are always calling out those last-second timeouts, what they should stop doing, regardless whether it's the Orioles or whoever's pitching or playing. The ump gave Chirinos a timeout, and Pete Fairbanks struck him out and then started chirping, running his mouth. I'm sure he saw a door coming out and was like, okay, I tap out. Let me wait for 20 guys to get in the middle of me, and then I'll keep talking shit, and then he goes and runs in the dugout. Okay, goodbye. What a shit bag. And then Rays fans are making fun of the Orioles fans for being excited that the, the uh, they beat the Rays the other night. It's like all fans do that. All fans are fans of teams that at one time or another played shit-ass baseball and were not a good team. And then when they started winning, they got fired up. And yeah, they got in the middle of talking shit. All fans do that. But even these columnists, like uh, what's his name? And I, I never heard of him. Obviously, I'm sure he's never heard of me either. But Mike Wilner on Twitter, just a shitbag tweet. He's a baseball columnist and podcaster for the Toronto Star. He's got a legit gig. But he starts shitting on the Orioles. He, It's one of those posts where it's like, okay, I get it. If you're a random pissed off nutty fan on Twitter making fun of another team, that's one thing, but when you seem to be a legit reporter with a blue check mark making crybaby tweets about the other team that just beat the team that you follow or you're fans of, that's just a straight dickbag move. And I went back on his uh, Twitter account to see if he had those posts so I could read word for word, but it looks like he deleted them because he probably realized, oh yeah, I, I kind of sound unprofessional here, like I'm crying like he was posting stuff about like, oh, the Orioles aren't a real threat. This is hilarious. And oh, isn't this cute? Look at the Oriole fans go. It's nice that they finally have something to cheer about. Look at them. Oh, it's so cute. Like just being so goddamn condescending. And he obviously poked the beehive because I've noticed that when you piss off Birdland, they're going to come attacking and they're not going to give up. God help us all. They're just going to continue to let you know that you pissed them off. And I get it. It was a douchebag tweet, a couple of them. And he sounded like just some young kid on Twitter who was throwing a tantrum that his team lost to the Orioles. So he started acting like a nine-year-old. And I'm going back on his Twitter right now, unless I'm just completely messing it. Yeah, it looked like he he's deleted those tweets. <laughs> 
But that's what it seems like. It seems like all these fans, all these of uh, the other team, the, these teams, these columnists, they're just pissed off. They're like, this isn't supposed to happen. The Orioles aren't supposed to be winning like this. So it's not only entertaining watching the Orioles continue to win, fight their way into the playoffs. I know we got about 50 games to go, and it's like, God, it feels like forever. Feels like this season has another five years to go. Just I wish it had now while the Orioles are in the wild card. But it's entertaining watching them win, and it's also entertaining watching the fans and these teams getting frustrated going, this isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, well, fuck you. The Orioles are good now. Watch out. It was also exciting seeing D.O. Hall come up, get his major league debut. Three and two-thirds innings pitched. Five hits, five earned runs, six strikeouts, which is definitely a sign of what we're going to see in the future, minus the five earned runs in three and two-thirds inning. They just wanted him to come up, get a little taste, get that flavor, see what he's going to be involved in pitching against Major League Hitting, one of the best offenses he had to pitch against in Tampa. And, you know, after his uh, three and two-thirds innings pitched, I'm sure there's a few things they can tell him, hey, this is what you need to work on, and he knows what he needs to work on, and they're saying come back up in September and help the Orioles out. Work on what you need to work on. Of course, the guy had jitters coming out in the first inning, but second inning, he calmed down, struck out the side, off he went. But after the second inning, had some struggles, and he's going to work on it, and I don't like how Chirinos was behind the plate when Adley is on the Orioles. A lot of people were wondering, what the fuck, Brandon? But again, Many signs. Seeing Dio Hall. All right, he's going to be the real deal. Great curveball. Change up. Great fastball. And that second inning, when he was finding his groove, <laughs> I posted on Twitter, I'm like, oh boy, he's finding his groove. You are in trouble, Tampa. And then I'm like, oh boy. Well, never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. But he'll be back up. That was awesome. Seeing Grayson in the crowd watching his buddy DL pitch. Another pitcher who were, who were uh, very excited to watch pitch for the Orioles. Hopefully he'll be pitching to Adley on his debut. And this is how I know it's getting excited. We're not getting exciting. It is exciting. The Ravens started again preseason. Normally the past few years, the Ravens game would be on the TV and I'd be watching the Orioles on my phone. Now my wife, huge, huge diehard Ravens fan. I mean, season tickets, half her life. If she went on a trivia show pertaining to the Ravens, she'd win, no doubt about it, win all the money, off we go. Though I don't think there's uh, too many Raven trivia games on TV right now. But huge football fan. Uh, When her parents had a girl, I think her dad was like, ah, shit, I wanted a boy. So he took her to football games since she was four. I even think uh, he called her Brad till she was like 10. He really wanted a son. But then my wife just fell in love with football. So Ravens preseason game, Orioles playoff baseball. They were playing Boston. They shit the bed. They lost three to four. But we had the Oriole game on the TV. And I think my wife pulled uh, the Ravens game up on her iPad on in the background. But she's excited. I'm excited. Everybody's excited. We're watching playoff baseball in August for the Orioles who had 0.0% chance of making the playoffs. That's all I know. Shit's getting crazy in this house. Well, my wife is like, let's watch we'll watch the uh, Orioles on the TV tonight. It's like, what? All right. This is getting a little wild. Oh, boy. 
So a lot to talk about today. Uh, some emails came in. Gentleman wanted to share his experience at Camden Yards. First time he's ever been punched. <laughs> so we'll discuss that. Email came in about Trey Mancini. Of course, we'll talk about everything that's happening in the world of Baltimore Orioles and some other drama that's happening around the world of baseball. Uh, by the way, appreciate all the emails that are coming in pertaining to the gift card. Um, and, and when I do pull draw the winner, please respond back in a week. Because if I don't hear back from you, uh, moving on, I'll give you a week. But probably at the end of the month or a week in September, I'll do the drawing. Because in podcasts, sometimes people are a little behind. Um, but one thing I'm asking a favor, <laughs> please stop sending sappy emails on why you want the gift card. Now, maybe I'll do that next season and have you write out an essay of why you think you deserve, whether it's tickets or a gift card, but enough with the, my grandmother passed away and I'd like to do something nice for my grandfather. Or uh, the other day I got one, Hey, my kid's been really sick lately. And I think it would cheer him up if I could get him a gift card. I mean, come on guys. It's like, you know, hey, I, I gave my wife chlamydia, and I, I got to calm her down a little bit. Can I have the gift card? We're not doing that right now. It's just going to make me feel like a bigger dick when you don't win. But just write in. Say, hey, I want the gift card, which, again, the, the emails are pouring in. I appreciate it. And some people are adding on nice words for the podcast that, hey, I can do that. You know, I'm shit. Always like a little pat on the back and say nice podcast. But I love you guys. I wish I could give you everyone a gift card. But right now, there's just one to give away. <laughs> Please stop with the uh, sappy emails of why you feel you deserve the gift card. All right. Um, <laughs> moving on. Now, since the drama of the uh, Trey Mancini and Jorge trade and everybody freaking out, you know, they, they've gone eight and two since the trade. And my head hurts trying to keep up. With Odor, hate him, love him, hate him, love him, hate him, hate him, love him, love him. He makes at least two dumb decisions with one good at bat every night, it seems like. And we all understand that Odor, he's just trying to help the Orioles win. I know that. But when he runs the third base and the shortstop's holding the ball, looking at him like, what are you running towards me for? I'm going to tag you out. Yeah, those are dumb moves. But... He's doing this. He's being aggressive because he wants to win badly with the Orioles. He was one for 18 going into that Tuesday night game, hitting that home run against Toronto after I think it was an hour, hour and a half rain delay. Maybe it was less than that. Orioles are down. Odor's like, all right, somebody get on base real quick. I'm going to hit a home run. Boom. Hits a home run. Even Brandon Hyde after the game, he's walking out of the dugout. You can see him. He's just shaking his head like, what is going on? Who sold their soul? <laughs> uh, I mean, Odor's just killing it. I mean, he had a four-hit night Friday night. Mateo, shit, we'll talk about him. He had a, he had a five-hit Friday night. But pertaining to Odor, look, there's a lot of positive Patricias out there, and I think that's fantastic. No matter what the situation is, they're not posting negative tweets. God bless you. I'm not that way, but again, I'm not on the other end where I'm going to bitch and whine about everything. I mean, we all post stuff like, woohoo, where if someone does something dumb, we're like, ah, shit. But I posted a, a sarcastic tweet about Odor. I think I said something like, oh, Odor's the reason we're not in the wild card. Just something stupid. I'm, I'm venting like we all do. 
And of course, the positive patties come out of the woodwork to remind me not to be negative. <laughs> Calm down. Not everyone is a positive patty. And they're reading the angry responses. And, I, and I'm reading these and I'm like, all right, this, this isn't about my post, is it? And they, they finally respond. You know, she said she loved me and then she left me. It's like, that's it. Let it out. It's not about my post. You got other stuff going on. So Odor has been part of the conversation a lot. And another player who's been part of the conversation a lot for good reasons. Jorge Mateo. Talking about his bat saying, man, if his back can come around, he's going to be a dynamite player. Currently his average is 231, but his last seven games, 24 bats. Batting 458 with a 667 slugging. Now, part of the issue in the beginning of the season, what was hurting him is those down and away sliders. He just couldn't lay off them, just whiff, chasing them. And obviously, Ryan Fuller, a uh, hitting coach on the Orioles, was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Ryan stated in an interview on Baltimore Sun, he said, we just went out to batting practice, and I just threw him constant sliders down and away, practicing in balk. And Mateo's, he has a 173 batting average against sliders. That's his lowest against any pitch type. That's per stat cast. He whiffed on 36.9% of his swings against that pitch. So Fuller said, all right, we're working on it. And you can tell. Mateo is laying off him. Look, any pitcher who throws a nasty slider, whether you work on that shit or not, you're going to whiff. You're going to strike out. It's going to happen, all right? But it's not a coincidence with Fuller working on him, teaching him about you know laying off the sliders, shooting him batting practice. Here he is right now just tearing it up. Gold glove out there in shortstop. <laughs> I see people already... Out there telling, you know, Jackson Holiday, yeah, just take your time, man. We already have a shortstop. No need. You want to go back to 40, uh, 54 bats for Jorge? 335, uh, 333 average with a 648 slugging. All right, you want to go back to the last 30 games? 101 at bats. 317 average with a 594 slugging. This kid is killing it. And thank goodness for that. Because we all know that Mountcastle, Hayes, they are ice cold. We are seeing some signs here and there that they're starting to come around, get their shit together. I mean, Hayes is hitting the ball 109 miles per hour, but right at somebody. So hopefully that'll turn around and start. the ball will start finding places where people aren't. And he's back to hitting doubles and home runs. Now, Mountcastle, I, I did see Utah Street Report state that it's probably not a coincidence that now that the Orioles are doing really well, I mean, they're the real deal. They're in the playoff run. And now all of a sudden, Mountcastle turns ice cold. He's probably putting pressure on himself. And that makes a lot of sense. Before, no pressure to win. The rebuild, he's having fun, hitting home runs. Whether they win or lose, again, no pressure. And it obviously shows. We talked about his numbers last week. You know, right now, 253 average, 728 OPS. But his last seven games, 222 average. The 407 slugging. And going back before that, 50, 50, his last 59 at-bats, 203 average. But like I said, we talked about it last week. Don't need to keep beating a dead horse talking about how Mount Castle's ice cold. We get it. He's working through something right now. But when Mount Castle comes around, Hayes comes around, Jorge's bat's still on fire, Santander, all the guys in the lineup are starting to hit 
you know, being in sync with each other. Oh, shit. Forget about it. Now, the Orioles' percentage of making the playoffs, obviously, in the beginning of the season, 0.00% chance they're going to make the playoffs. Don't even think about it. So the fan, so fan graphs, apparently Yankee fans and Red Sox fans run that site. They still have the Orioles at a 6.1% chance of making the playoffs, which makes 0.0% chance knowing on Friday they were in the wild card third spot. If the season would have ended, they're in the playoffs. And we're not, you know, that, that saying always bothers me, but it's not like we're in the end of April going, if the season ended today, we're talking towards the end of August. So I don't know why they still have them at 6.1%. I don't see an article about it. I've seen people on Twitter reach out to them saying, why do you have it at 6.1? I, I don't see him respond. Maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. Baseball reference, they have him at 55.6% chance, which makes sense because, again, Friday, they were in the wild card. Yes, they lost to Tampa, scooted back out. But in my opinion, I think the Orioles are just going to continue to keep playing good baseball, and they have a great chance. Pakota standings, they have... to make the playoffs. So I get it why these websites are not putting Orioles at 78% chance. Most of them have the Red Sox higher than the Orioles still of making the playoffs. And I understand not everybody is 100% on board with the Orioles running the table and making the playoffs. Still have a lot of games left to play. Now, the Orioles are 43-29 and 29 since promoting Adley Rushman. And I could, like I've said before, I could make episode after episode after episode and just talk about Adley and what a great human being that man is at playing baseball. Now, I was talking about the other day how Mountcastle had 0-2 count and he laid off the next four pitches that were balls and took the walk. And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but ever since Adley's been on this team, I've started seeing players lay off pitches to actually take the walk. I said that about Jorge Mateo, but obviously with Fuller working with him, not going to give Adley all the credit, but you're wondering, hey, wait a minute, is Adley giving a little bit of pointers? Because the guy knows how to walk. He's the first Orioles to have 11 walks in a seven-game span since Brady in the 2000 season. So Adley knows a little bit about laying off pitches, even coming up in the majors doing it. And then you see Mountcastle. I know he's struggling, but I saw him do it the other night a couple times. 0-2 count. He got it up to a full count. A couple he struck out, but a couple he walked. I'm like, hmm. Maybe Adley's talking, chat in their ear a little bit about laying off pitches. Now, Adley hit a home run in Tampa that would probably still be going if it didn't hit the shitty catwalk. That place is such a fucking dump. Tampa. My, my wife was watching the game, and she's not familiar with Tampa's stadium. And she's like, why are there players sitting up the right and left field on a bench in the field? And I said, well, that's basically their bullpen, hun. That's where they warm up the pitch. Again, that stadium was not built for baseball. So just such a shitty, dumpy stadium. 
You know, they fill up what? They always say 19,000 fans, 18,000 fans when they announce that. Bullshit. There's like 122 people in those stands. And it's funny on uh, Twitter battles with Rays fans and Orioles fans. Orioles, of course, go after their stadium, how much of a dump it is. And I've noticed out of all the things that they argue about, it seems like that just gets the fans fired up, the Rays. When you start shitting on the Rays stadium, I don't know what that's about. And by the way, if you ever make a joke on Twitter about uh, your account getting hacked, because when I made that sarcastic joke about, uh, well, I'm not going to say sarcastic. I, I think I was pissed off at uh, Odor, and I said uh, he's, you know, he's the reason why they're not in the wild card. After he hit the home run against Toronto in late innings to win the game uh, the other night, I retweeted that, and I was like, oh, my, my account got hacked, just making a joke. Holy shit, I got bombarded with bots telling me how to report my my account. There was bots that were uh, uh, commenting that made no sense. I think one bot said something like, yeah, I, I tried to hire him for a job. Great guy. Like, what the fuck is going on? So apparently if you tweet out the words, my account got hacked, <laughs> you're going to get bombarded with bots and people telling you how to uh, report your account. Some oddball shit there. All right, before I get to this email, uh, I'm sure you saw Gunnar Henderson, number one prospect this past week. <laughs> Baseball America top 100 update. I think I found Mike Elias's burner account on Twitter because I saw somebody commenting on a couple posts about how Gunnar Henderson's not ready. Didn't you see him the other night? One for four, two strikeouts. Get the fuck out of here. Trying to judge him on one game. He's batting 298, 17 home runs, 17 stolen bases, 64 RBIs, 959 OPS. Shut the fuck up about him not being ready. Bring him up. Bring him up. Get him in the lineup. So that was fun to see. Just another reason why, uh, just another reason reminding us <laughs> about Gunnar Henderson and, and where the hell. Is he and Stowers? Yeah, that was great seeing D.O. Hall, but let's go. But yeah, Mike Elias burner account. Did you see him the other night? One for four, two strikeouts. Like I saw, like everybody who was talking about Gunnar Henderson, just out of coincidence, I'm like, that's the same fucking account. It's like two followers joined like a month ago. I don't know. Suspicious shit. All right, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I want to get to an email of somebody who wrote in. First time they ever got punched was at Camden Yards. <laughs> so he wanted to write in and share about the moment he got socked in the face at Camden Yards. But real quick, today's episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online social go to sportsdrink.org or open instagram and type in at sports drink spelled like sports drink but drop the vowels all that we ask is that you close the door behind you we're trying not to let the funk out all right as you know i love hearing about your experience at camden yards just one of those days where anytime mentions about going to an orioles game you think to yourself oh yeah i fucking remember that day that's what I want to hear. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Well, James was kind enough, to, kind enough to write in and explained his experience that he remembers. It's not about a walk-off home run or 
got to meet a player he remembers getting punched in the face. Here's what he says. So about 15 years ago, my younger brother and I went to see the Orioles play the Pirates on a Friday night at Camden Yards. Went on down there in Camden Yards on Friday night down there. He says, I remember the Orioles beat them pretty bad that night, and there were these obnoxious jerk-off Pirate fans sitting in front of us all night talking shit to fans, even though the Orioles were stomping, stomping them pretty hard. He said, after the game, we were all walking back to the car in the parking at parking lot B when I noticed they were parked about five spots down from us. Of course, my younger brother, who's a hothead, who also had a few drinks, yelled over to him, go Pirates, laughing out loud, wearing his Orioles gear. Those guys obviously knew that was an Orioles fan mocking them. Well, those two guys walked over, apparently not carrying an ounce of humor, and asked my brother, what the fuck did you just say? After stepping between my brother and the crazy Pirates fan trying to calm things down, next thing I remember, my ears were ringing loudly, and I was on the ground feeling terrible pain shooting through my jaw. That asshole just punched me, and I was too shocked to know what to do. I've never been punched before, and I'm glad I haven't been punched since then. It hurt like hell. I could see my brother beating the shit out of that guy (laughs) 10 seconds later, and then a mob of people running over to break up the fight. For two weeks, my head was pounding, and I also learned to never go to a game with my younger brother again. And he says, also, I think my favorite player so far this year I've been watching has been Taryn Vavra and also Mateo says, go O's. Well, James, I got to say, I don't know why uh, you thought one of those things you learned was not going to a game with your brother. It sounds like your brother stuck up for you and was able to get the guy off you and beat the shit out of him. But I know what you mean about your ears ringing and your jaw hurting. If you've ever been cold clocked, you know exactly what that feeling is. I've been in a few fights. I've won some. I've definitely lost some. And when you don't know a punch is coming, again, James didn't mention whether or not he was able to brace himself. But if you don't know a punch is coming and you're hit hard, that's exactly what happens. Your ears ring. You don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) You start. Sometimes you don't feel the pain till later. But James, what was happening with your head? Sounds to me like you had a concussion. Head was pounding for two weeks. Good Lord, man. But yeah, it's funny. I hate going to games when the Orioles are stomping the shit out of another team, but their fans just won't shut the hell up. It's like Yankee fans. Notorious for that. Remember uh, sitting at an Oriole game. It was a while ago because A-Rog was still on the team. And the Orioles won that night like 12 to 1. And all the way to the ninth inning, these Yankee fans just talking shit. Acting like they were winning 12 to 1. So I know how infuriating that is. And I kind of don't blame your brother being like, yeah, go O's. Because you're sitting next to these guys all night. And then you, you're about to leave. And it's almost like, I, wanna, I want one more comment to these sons of bitches. Well, obviously, these guys weren't playing around. Obviously, it sounds like why they were talking shit. They were looking for a fight. And it, like you said, your brother was beating the shit out of the guy. So lesson learned, bring your brother to a game in case something happens. He's there to protect you so you don't get punched again. Uh, too funny. Thanks for the email, James. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Always want to hear from you. All right, speaking of Taryn Vavra, because James just stated that's one of his favorite players he likes watching. And, of course, he says Mateo. I think everybody's p- favorite player to watch right now that's exciting is Mateo. I mean, why not? Everything's working. His speed, his glove, his bat. Fuck yeah. 
But James says Vavra. He likes watching tearing Vavra, and he's tearing it up too. Of course, part of the Givens trade, he's had a lot of big hits with the Orioles. This year, he's batting 323. He's got six RBIs, 824 OPS. He just comes in games and has big hits. He had a big hit the other night uh, against Boston. He hit a laser down right field, went in the right corner, and <laughs> I would not have thought he was going to be on third base and just hauls ass. Gets a triple. Bases clearing triple. Good for him. So, yeah, Taron Favre's another player that people are talking about. Good shit. Again, 323 average with an 824 OPS. Keep playing him. Let's go. Let's go. Something I wanted to mention that I was a little disappointed in. Now, I think it's badass Baltista coming out to the whistle from the wire. And it was amazing to me that people from Baltimore, older than 30, they're like, what's with this whistle shit? I couldn't believe it. Obviously, the show The Wire, back in, what was it, early 2000s, I think it was like 2002 to 07, was it five or six seasons? Those were the days when you had to wait week after week for a show to come on TV. It was on HBO. But I think it's funny that people, again, the way that I know in Baltimore is I'm obviously personally speaking to some of them, but I see on Twitter and and they're saying, I'm from Baltimore and I... See him talk. They look like they're older than 30 in their picture on Twitter. I don't know. They've had some rough years, started smoking at the age of 12. But even if you didn't watch The Wire, again, it was a great show. It wasn't a life-changing show. It was entertaining. It was extremely popular back in the day, and especially living in Baltimore, Maryland. You you, you watch the show because you're like, oh, my God, I was driving down that road yesterday. I mean, it was just kind of cool. But people are like, who's Omar? What's this whistle? I don't I just... I don't know. I was a little disappointed in that seeing people from Maryland, not knowing what the hell that was, but I thought I liked that Bautista coming out the whistle. Although my wife was disappointed that it didn't have anything to do with game of Thrones. Of course, she knows what the wire is and the whistle, but with uh, Bautista being called the mountain, which was a character in game of Thrones, she was hoping somehow they were going to do something with uh, game of Thrones, which again, You know, just I want to ask for all my time back. It's a decent show, but that last season, oh, you fucking assholes. Those writers just gave up. And I vented my frustration about Game of Thrones. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but my wife was like, they couldn't have done something with Game of Thrones. I mean, they're calling them the mountain. I said, yeah, you got a good point. It's a great point. And what do they get? The Game of Thrones song, theme song, when he comes running out. That is a great song in the beginning, the show. But. Anyway, want to hear from you guys, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. How you feeling about the rest of the season? Do you still feel 100% trust in these Orioles? I say 100% because why would it be any less? Why could you watch this team and feel any less than 100% confidence in these guys making the playoffs? Want to hear from you guys. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See